This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Parshas Kisava Tafshin Pe'alaf. This week's Parsha we have not only the beautiful mitzvah of Bikurim, but also the Techacha, the warnings, the curses of what's going to happen if we don't follow Shem's mitzvahs properly. All the way at the end of the curses of the Kolais, in Perech of Hei, Pasuk Vav, the Torah tells us, your life will hang in the balance. And you're going to be frightened night and day. You will not be certain of your life. What is this referring to? So Rashi quotes the Gemara Menachas of Gimlam Abayz and talks about a disagreement between the Rabbanim of what is the halacha of blood from a novella. Does blood from a novella make somebody tell me or not? And Rabivi held it does not. Along came Rav Yitzhak Barbisna, and he says, really? And he tells him a story. He said there were a bunch of Jews coming up to be Eil Regal, and the way they were passing the area, the king's men were there, and they were killing and slaughtering hundreds and hundreds of donkeys to use that food for the king's army. They were slaughtering so many donkeys that there was blood up to their knees. And yet when these Jews came into the base of Megdash, the Rabbanim didn't tell them that the Tommy that they have to go to the mikvah. You see from here that the blood of an avail does not make you Tommy. The Gemara says, Ishtik. Rav Bivi was quiet. So the Gemara turns to Rav Bivi and says, Rav Bivi, why don't you answer? There's what the answer. Why are you being quiet? So Rav Bivi tells him an amazing thing, quoting the Psukim, quoting this Pasuk. We find a similar quote from the Pesichta to Medrash Rava of Megillus Esther. Esther Rabba. He says as follows, Your life will hang in front of you. What does that mean? This is somebody who has enough money to buy wheat once a year. Which means he doesn't have property. He can't grow his own food. He has to rely on others. But just because he bought food for this year, who says he'll have money for food for next year? And even if he has money, maybe there'll be a plague, maybe there'll be a drought. There won't be. So this person, he has food for this year, but his life is hanging because he doesn't know what's going to be next year. Next words, You're going to be frightened night and day. What is that talking about? This is somebody who buys wheat from a storekeeper, which means he buys enough wheat, enough flour, for one week's food. That person, okay, he has food for one week, but what's going to be next week? Is there going to be food for me? That's a very difficult way to live. But it continues, You will not trust in your life. This is somebody who buys his food from the baker, which means he only buys enough food, he only has enough money to buy food for this meal. What's going to be by the next meal? He doesn't know. That, that's not a life. His life is hanging in the balance. So if Bibi turns to them and says, that's somebody like me, I have to buy my my bread from the palter, from the baker. And therefore, I can't think properly. I, I'm worried about my food, my next meal. And that's why I couldn't answer it properly. You see from here, that someone, what this curse is, this curse is somebody who's concerned what's going to be with tomorrow. Not only that, I have food for this year, what's going to be next year? And that's a terrible curse when a person has to always be worried about his food that he's going to eat. The truth is, the Gemara has a different opinion. There's others in the Gemara who types the Gemara a little differently. And they learn as follows. Rebrachia says, 
What does it mean? Your life will be hanging. That's somebody who can buy enough wheat for three years. But he's still nervous. What's going to be after three years? You're going to be scared night and day. Who is that? He can buy food for one year. But he's still nervous. What's going to be after the year? It's even worse. What's the third level? The loy salmon bechayecha, you will not trust in your life, you'll be nervous every moment for your life. This is somebody who buys from a storekeeper, which means he buys for the whole week. But he's still nervous what's going to be the next week. So the Rabbanim looked at him and says, Really? If that's the case, how do you touch up? What's going to be the, the explanation for somebody who buys from a baker? You're saying it's bad someone who buys only for three years. It's even worse someone who buys only for a year. And the worst is someone who buys for a week. Really? What's what's going to be? What are you going to consider somebody who could only buy one meal at a time from a baker? And the one answers, Omar Lemmy said to them, Loi Dibra Tayyab Mason. Don't be ridiculous. Don't talk about somebody who could only buy his food one meal at a time. Because Loi Dibra Tayyab Mason. The terror is not talking about dead people. Somebody who buys his food only one meal at a time, he's like a dead person. That's how bad that is. And even in the Kalais, even in the curses, the Torah will not curse us with saying that you can only have enough money to buy your meal one food at a time, because that's like a dead person. But we see from here, someone who's nervous about his food, he, he, it's a terrible curse. Which of course, asked the Svarim, how could we say this? When we say there's a Gemara, the Gemara in Yuma and Ayin Vavam Aleph tells us that Tamidim of Rav Shimon Bar Yechai came to him and says, Rabbi, why did Hashem give the Mon every day? Why did Hashem give the Mon once a year? Just like the fruits and the plants grow. There's a harvest once a year. We don't harvest our food every day. We don't harvest our wheat every day. So they asked Rav Shimon Bar Yechai, why didn't Hashem give us the Mon once a year? Why every day? And if Shimon Bar told him with a marshal, imagine there's a king, and he has a son, of course he's the king, so he gives his son everything. Once a year, he gives him all the money he needs for the year. But then the king complained to his advisors, I never see my son. So they advised him, don't give him the money once a year, give your son money enough for every day, and you'll see what will happen. And sure enough, the king gave his son money every day, and every day the son would come to see his father. He would talk to his father, and his father would give him the money. So the Shem Bayechai, that is what Hashem wanted with us in the Midbar. He wanted us to reach out to Hashem every single day, to have that relationship with Him. And therefore He gave us the Mon once a day, and every day we'll be nervous. What's going to be? Someone has four or five children, says the Gemara. Where's his food going to come from? He's all nervous. He would turn to Hashem and dive into Hashem. So I asked the Svarim, what's going on over here? On one hand we see that not to have food available to you, even three years you have, but what's going to be after that? That's a curse. That's, that's a curse. It's a terrible thing. And here we see the other way. Hashem said, I want you to rely on your food. Every single day you should rely on me for it. So which one is it? He explains of Chayim Shalavitz and the Sifas Musar. It all depends on our attitude. Somebody who is close to Hashem, someone who feels connected to Hashem, he knows, he trusts, he has betachin in Hashem. Every day my food is going to come. For him, it's an enjoyable thing to go to his father and say, Daddy, Tati, Abba, I need food. And then he gives it to him. 
Just like the kid, the son of the king. He's not nervous. The only thing that happened was he went to speak to his father more. That is someone who has bitachon. Someone who doesn't have bitachon. He's nervous about his food every day. That is the worst curse. And therefore the callus that we have in this week's parasha really depends on our attitude. If we would go and have bitachon and have the proper attitude, we can instantly turn these curses to the biggest blessing. Because if every day we turn to Hashem for our food, there is no bigger blessing than that, than having that relationship with Hashem. And the whole difference is in the attitude that we have. And that all depends on the betachem we have in Hashem. Many years ago, when Rechaska Levenstein moved from the Mir Yeshiva to Panovich, he became the Meshkiach in Panovich, and the, the, the director, the Nazi of, of Panovich was, Kahan, was Rav Kahaneman. At one time Rav Kahaneman came to Rechaska Levenstein and said, I have to apologize, there's no money to pay this month. I'm working very hard to put it together, but there's no money this month. Not like his salary was so big, but he said, okay, fine. The month passed, and the next month, Rav Kahneman comes to Rav Chaskel again and says, I'm really, really so sorry. I couldn't put together any money. And Rav Chaskel said, okay, no, you can't, you can't. This happened in the third month. And he came to him all apologetic. I'm so sorry, I just, I don't have anything to give you. But I'll put it together for you. And again, Rav Chaskel said, fine, do what you can do. In the fourth month, Kahanman comes to Chaskel and says, Chaskel, here you go. I bought and had a good month. Here is your salary for this month and your salary for the last three months that we missed. Chaskel took the salary for this month and he says, the previous three months, you don't need to give me. He says, what do you mean? You work that. Of course I have to give it to you. It's your money. Chaskel said, no. I don't work for the money. I work. I want to teach Torah. I want to be spread the Dvar Hashem. I need to live. So I need to take the money. But obviously for the last three months, I didn't need to live with this money because, you see, I made it through. Akash Baba somehow worked it out for me. I don't need it. That is only something, only somebody who has that tremendous betachna in Hashem. Hard to even relate to such a story. But Rechatzko had such strong betachna in Hashem, he realized whatever he needs, he's going to get from Hashem because he's the one who had that relationship. So when we hear these callas by Laney and we get all nervous, we have to realize we can switch these callas into brachas in an instant. It all depends on our attitude, which would depend on the betachon we have in Hashem. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.